The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Welcome to the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron, or should we call it this week? Welcome and being grosser Scottish Football Podcast because Scotland are heading to Germany, Ewan. Was that German? That was German, Can you yes. do that line for me again? Uh, welcome and being grosser Scottish Football Podcast. We need Derek Ray on to do it properly, obviously. Um, because I can't do, I don't speak German. Derek Ray over-exaggerates everything when he commentates on German football. He is a, he's a very fluent German speaker, and I think he studied in Germany as well. That so. was very impressive, Stephen. So Thank you're you learning much. a year early before we head to Germany. Well, I've already booked my flights, as you know. I yes, you my, have. I booked my flights after the Norway game. You so, did? I was there that day when you booked your flight to Frankfurt? Yes, to Frankfurt. So I'm already done and dusted in terms of my flights. Accommodation, not sort of yet, because we don't know where we're going to be. Yeah. Are you um, planning to stay for the entire month? Do you think we'll get out the group stages and I, make it into the knockout rounds? I, I think, ideally, I would be home for us landing back with a trophy. Um, right. So obviously there'll be a big parade and stuff like that. So Aye. I'll probably try and get back ahead of time. But ahead of the um, team. Ahead of the team, but right. I don't know how quite how I'll manage that. I've not worked that out logistically yet. But um, yeah, I think um, I'm going to be there as long as we are, hopefully. Yeah. It was a good weekend. We will just concentrate on the football. but I, I, And I know you hate it, but I think we need to mention because we were in a World Cup yesterday in the rugby and we played against the world champion South Africa do you, do you know what Ewan what's that mate I actually watched the rugby yesterday did you watch it are you I being serious I'm, I'm being serious from start to finish from start to finish I watched the rugby Scotland versus South Africa the first game Scotland have played in the World Cup yeah and I watched it and do you know what my reaction was after it what was it oh well and then I got on with my day <laughs> and that was it did you not feel any pain or hurt zero Nothing. Nothing. Didn't affect you in any way whatsoever. Nothing. I saw your reaction when we beat Cyprus. You were going absolutely crazy. Exactly. You were, you were jumping up and down. Exactly. And it made your weekend. Yeah. But Scotland losing the rugby had no effect. Zero. I was like, oh, well, that's a shame. And then I was like, what do you want for tea? That's what I said. I was disappointed. Wow. And it kind of ruined my night. Well, I went and had a shower afterwards just to rethink my life. And have a wash. And, 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 have and, wash, and, yeah. and have a wash, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we've had lots of feedback from last week's episode, which was episode number 53. Um, so where will I start? Let's go to YouTube, uh, first of all. Lots and lots of happy Celtic fans, obviously, as you would expect in the yeah. comments on YouTube. Remember, yeah. uh, you can watch us in vision there. You can obviously listen in all your usual podcast places and you can leave your comments on at Big Football Scott if that's what you'd want to do on Twitter or on Instagram. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Same with Facebook as well. But on YouTube, search for Clyde1SSB if you subscribe to the feed you'll get our video we get notifications see the amount of people that said to me I go searching for the big Scottish football podcast on YouTube and I can't find it and I keep forgetting we're actually under the Clyde SSB yes title when it comes to YouTube exactly we're in there we're in there just go to videos and it's obviously every single Monday that it drops out so subscribe anyway and then that'll, uh, that'll... get the bell notification ding 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 exactly. ding here's a foosball Hello podcast to... for German Hello to Barca about 10 who says, tell Ewan to stop borrowing his son's clothes. <laughs> I noticed there was a few comments about mm. the, the stuff that I wear on this show, right? There is. What I will say to, what was his name? Uh, that was uh, Barca about 10. Uh, Barca about 10. I would say to you that I am a fashion icon. Mm. I am a, I, I am a, I am a leader when it comes to fashion. Not sure about that. I've got my finger on the pulse when it comes to fashion because I like to wear a trucker hat. There's a lot of people who are like, kind of like, why are you wearing a trucker Br hat? Brendan Booth, 6456, says, who's picking out Ewan's hideous hats? <laughs> They're trucker hats. Uh, Rosalie Haggart, 1888. Do you I, not, do I suspect you... that she is a Celtic fan. Uh huh. Uh, it says, crap show. She watched it though. Crap show. We got a view for that. We did get a view for that. Thanks for that. Thank you. I'd like to know in what what, what part of the show was crap. I don't know, Ro Rosalie. If you want to get back in touch and give us some more sort of... Constructive criticism. Exactly, yeah, because we're open to constructive uh, criticism. Jim Cunningham says, who the heck are those guys? Guys with an apostrophe and an S. So... Um, I'd, I mean, again, you, you've stumbled upon our page. Yeah. You, you found us. We didn't find you, Jim. 
Like you, you literally found us. And Jim, Google is your friend. It is, and yes. you, you will find that um, we are very well known in um, in Radio Land and in football circles. We're very yeah. much respected, and our opinions well, are respected also. Don't know about that. Uh, Stuart Smith, sixty nine seventy three, says you uh, and Cameron needs to brush up on his general knowledge because it's absolutely woeful. And what I loved about this is he spelt woeful wrong. <laughs> So, Stuart Smith, if you could just brush up on your spelling, uh, that, that would be a great as well. Lots of comments about Michael Beale as well, as you'd expect, and lots of Celtic fans very, very happy. And also Mikey85, it's Kyogo, Ewan. Kyogo, it's not that hard. Mate, mate, mate. Keep it up, lads. Love Steve. See that mate, mate, mate thing? Tying that fanny up. In I, 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 am, I am sick to the back teeth yeah. of people saying to me on Twitter... On Facebook, mate, mate, mate. Because but you, you do it. Mate, no, I, I'll, mate. Say, I'll say mate. mate. I'll say mate. mate I'm not going mate, 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 mate. <laughs> you but totally it's, do. It, it's now you stuck do. because of you, uh, you prick. Hello to uh, John Bleasdale. Uh, my eight-year-old son thinks it should be called The Big Complaining Podcast because of Ewan's moaning. <laughs> he thinks it's very funny, though. So <laughs> Cheers, John. I know John. He's a nice guy. Nice guy, John. Uh, John Ewan... was around during the Real Radio football phoning days. I remember speaking to John Bleasdale a lot during the Real Radio football phoning days. I was there from 2002 till 2011 oh, never, when, I, when I decided uh, to walk away to uh, yeah. pursue other um, things. Um, things in my career because I'd had enough of football at that time and the I went real on to football with you and Cameron and Alan Ruff. Call now on it was a great show it's a great show it's, it, uh, I've, it, I've, I've uh, saved the best of last year from Alfieville Alfieville yeah go on who says <laughs> so this Jonathan King lookalike <laughs> is you and Cameron <laughs> I keep reading about him not many people live up to their billing, but he certainly does. What a complete and utter attention-seeking roaster. Oft. <laughs> Jonathan King! Um, a man's name I haven't heard in years. Uh -huh. um, what so, was his name? Uh, his name was Alfieville. 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 Calling me a roaster. A roaster. And many other things. Many other things. He called you a cretin there as but well. But thanks for listening, my man. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Uh, so, listen, Scotland only need one more point. We've got Georgia, we've got Spain and Norway left. We need one point to absolutely confirm it, but it could all be done and dusted this week. It could be done and dusted tomorrow night when we're playing against England yeah. in the 150th anniversary match. Obviously, that's a friendly. No qualification points riding on that. However, Georgia play Norway at the same time in Oslo. If that is a draw, then that means Scotland will be the first team to qualify for the Euros, definitely. What a turnaround from the guff that came before Alex McLeish, Mark II, Levine, George Burley. Well, 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 I'm going, I'm going to pull you up there saying the guff that came before. It was thanks to Alex McLeish that we got the playoff. We got the playoff that got us to the It was also thanks Euros. to Alex McLeish that we got pumped in Kazakhstan. That's a good point. Yeah. Did Kazakhstan will pump Northern Ireland yesterday? Northern Ireland. Good point. Yeah. But yeah, I um yes, I would agree with you. There was a uh, quite a bit of guff before Stevie Clark came in, but Stevie Clark started quite guffy, if it's such a word. Is well, it such a word? Actually, I do I do actually have some stats on that. Thank you to the Tartan Scarf uh on uh Twitter for these. So this is the this is Scotland's competitive record under Stevie Clark pre Euro twenty twenty and post. Euro 2020. Oh, this will be good. So, 19 matches pre-Euro 2020 mm -hmm. and 19 matches post-Euro 2020. Go on. So, before Euro 2020, 19 games played, 8 wins, 5 draws. That includes the draws against Israel and Serbia yeah. in 90 minutes. Yeah. 6 losses, 27 goals for, 24 against. The average Hamden attendance for the matches... That were at home in those 19 matches was 25,889. Post Euro 2020, played 19, won 15, drew one, lost three, goals for 34, goals against 13. That gives a goal difference of plus 21. 12 clean sheets out of 19 matches and an average hand in attendance of 46. 1,727 and a win percentage of 79%. It's a tale of two halves. It certainly is. That is that's a brilliant stat. That is an unbelievable stat. And I, and I'm sure you're going to bring it up. I've got no doubt about it. You're going to bring up at some point what I was saying about Stevie Clark. Post 
post the Euros. That's, that's post the Euros when he went on to win 15 out of 19 matches. Unbelievable. No, what, um, before, no, it's not post, would you say before? Pre. Um, pre. Pre, pre, pre. No, I don't know, actually. I don't know, actually. That's not... That's not strictly that, that, true, Ewan. That's, so that's, that's since rem- you've brought it up, since you've brought it up... Well, no, because I think we should um, talk about the game against Cyprus before we go... It was a formality. It was an absolute formality. We absolutely destroyed uh, Cyprus we did. in that match. It was an absolute breeze. It was three going on 5-6. I thought we were very good. Mm-hmm. I thought we controlled the game and that heat, the early goal, helped settle us down. I think that opening goal was sensational. Great cross from Andy Robertson. Great flick on at the post from John McGinn. He knew that somebody was going to be behind and there it was, the goal machine that Scott McTominay to head in from a couple of yards out. Brilliant goal. Second goal, great free kick. Header, Portis is there, bang, and it goes 2-0. But I would like to wax lyrical and to talk in detail about that third goal. And I said it on Friday night when we were on, on the radio. It was like watching Brazil, that third goal. And I really mean it. See if that goal is scored by Brazil or scored by an Argentina or even an England for that matter. You'd still be seeing clips of it right now on Sky Sports News. It'd be viral and all the social media sites about the football that led to the goal and the finish from John McGinn is sensational. Billy Gilmore sees a pass that very few players in the world see and it basically takes out the entire Cypriot midfield with one pass. He sees it. It's a one-touch pass and it's sensational. Then there's a touch wide to McTominay and then he cuts inside and he crosses it to the... To, the, to John McGinn who's on the edge of the box and his left foot shot in the top corner and the goalkeeper is rooted. It is a thing of beauty and I said this on Saturday and I'm going to say it again. It's such a great goal that it deserves to be in the Louvre. I would have it hanging in the Louvre. Yet, none of this would have happened had the SFA listened to you on the 11th of June last year when you said, Scotland's last 21 games under the management of Stevie Clark." And why it's time for a change. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. you and then, then you went on a wee rant. A wee I went rant. on a rant. Yes, I did. I went on a rant and I put forward a case as to why he was not the man to take Scotland forward. And I would just like to remind you and the, the amount of Scotland fans that tagged me in that tweet yeah. um, after the game against Cyprus. I know what I said. I was and angry. I, and I know I and angry. I know what I wanted. We lost to Ukraine, mate. We, we missed out on the opportunity to, to go to a World, World Cup, Cup to play England in the World Cup. Right, you've heard that. I sound like a broken record now, yeah. right? And that's what you're suggesting. I'm sounding like a broken record. Yeah. But you can't go bring up old tweets without me defending myself and explaining why I put out that tweet. No, no, no. Let me finish. No, because we're going to fall out here. And I don't want to fall out because this should be a happy show. This should be I, a show I'm, that I'm celebrates. I'm in agreement. Right. Again, let me explain one last time to you. Scotland had just missed out on playing at a World Cup. I know. Right. And a lot of, and a lot of managers Me. who fail in a campaign lose their job. That does happen. Mm-hmm. So I thought we had a poor Euros when we were two games at home. I thought we were poor against Croatia and Czech Republic. And I thought, right, we're going to make amends here. We've got the Ukraine and then Wales and then we've got England in a World Cup. I was so excited. I was convinced that we were going to go to that World Cup. I thought it was written in the stars when the draw was made and we're going to get England. Don't don't rush me on. Get get to the end. Right, don't rush me on because this is important. I've heard this a million times. Right, okay, well, there's others who haven't. So let me explain, right? So (laughs) when we lose 3-1 to the Ukraine, I was mightily pissed off. What happens? The following week, we go to Dublin... And we lose 3-1. That tweet that you're talking about... 3-0. That tweet that you're talking about was a couple of days after we lost to the Republic of Ireland. I'd had enough. Poor Euros, missed the World Cup, and we just lost to Ireland 3-0. That's why that tweet was posted. And I'm not the only Scotland football fan who had their doubts about Stevie Clark last June after those two results. And for you to sit there thinking that you're all high and mighty as if you knew better than anybody else because you didn't. I didn't You didn't know, know anything. Didn't. Did you expect this? No, you didn't. Did I expect this? No, I didn't. Did the Scotland fans out there, the hypocrites out there who are now going, oh, look at you talking shite a year ago. Well, a lot of you were talking shite last year as well, okay? I just happened to make it public and it's now coming back to bite me in the ass. But I'm big enough and ugly enough to put my hand up and say, right, 
okay, I might have been wrong then, but at the time, I was right. Okay, At right. that time, I was right. I've actually got a statement that I've written, prepared, that you have to read out. Because I'm glad you said that. Because, listen, I totally understand you were hacked off at the time. I was... No, no, I, I, get, I get off. it, I get it, right? And I totally get it. But with the benefit of hindsight and what's happened now, it would have been a big mistake to sack Steve Clark. Yes. Yeah, but that's yeah, not... no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I yes, know, with the benefit. Yes. yes. Okay, right. Well, I think you should read out this statement, and then I've got something for you to wear, and then we can all move on. Okay. So you want me to read this all out, word for word? And who wrote this? Me. Can I read it through before I read it out? Mm-hmm. Yep. There's a lot here. It's not that much. It's only a few okay. lines. Hi, I'm Ewan Cameron, and I got it wrong. I got it wrong about Steve Clark. When we lost to Ukraine, I was upset. We missed a chance to play England at the World Cup. Me. I went on a toddler-like rant on Twitter. And I, looking back, I can admit I overreacted. To Steve Clark, I say this. I'm sorry. I was an idiot. You were right, and I was wrong. You've created the best Scotland side in a very long time, and that wouldn't have happened had the SFA listened to a fud like me. I love your beard, and for my next haircut, I'm going to ask for a Steve Clark. A zero on top, and a two at the sides. It suits you, and it will suit me too. To the wider Scottish support and general public, I offer a complete and full apology for being a reactionary, knee-jerking knob. This apology has nothing to do with Steve Clark; it's just in general. And <laughs> Steve Clark, we trust always, now and forever. Love you, you and Cameron. And I've got since you like your hats. Yeah, I know. I've got you a nice hat to put on that you can wear for the rest of the show, and it's great. Get on at YouTube. Yeah. Clyde One SSB, go to videos and you can see you and Cameron wearing the top FUD hat. Yes, there it you is. Can't Har- 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 Harvey gave you this, didn't you? There you go. Top FUD. There you go. Because uh, that's what you are, yeah. you and Cameron. Because Stevie Clark has done mm-hmm. an incredible job. Yeah. And yes, he's got things wrong. I think he'd be the first to admit he got things wrong. But he more the most important thing, he has learned from them and he has built a team genuinely that is one of the best Scotland teams. In a very long time. I am not one to give you that, to give you compliments, right? But I'm going to give you a compliment here. When I was going off on my idiotic, childish rant, because I was so upset last year, you said, he's the man. I'm telling you, you listen to me. He's the man. Something is happening. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. go, go with the process. Yep. You said all like, that like to me. even even though like Ukraine game was terrible, we were terrible. That but even day. then, you were positive of the back of it. You're upset. I know you're upset. And, we and the, the, about Ireland, it. the Ireland game was even though it didn't mean as much because it was the Nations League. That was that was worse because Ireland are guff. But like obviously those were two really disappointing results. But I could see it was there was something building. There was something there. Now I didn't know that we would start this campaign with five wins and all the rest there. Like, I said at the start of this campaign, we will qualify from this group. Even I, though, and I wasn't sure. I said on the podcast, I know, wasn't sure. You look through some of the other groups. Aye. And there's, like, we've got a tough group. This is not an easy no. group that we've got. No. And we're swatting everyone aside. Like, no problem at all. Um, anyway. Anyway. Are, are, are you happy I did that now? Very happy. And, uh, right. Here we are. Let's move on to the serious stuff. And by the way, see, Producer John, don't you dare clip this up and put that on social media. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's the first thing we are clipping up. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's probably getting done as we speak. (laughs) Uh, So Scotland are 100 to 1 to win Euro 2024. Wow. Um, We're also on the brink of qualification. We are going to qualify. And here's an interesting wee note. Newcastle United midfielder, winger, Harvey Mm. Barnes, is being tipped to change his international allegiance away from England to join Steve Clark's squad. Now, Harvey Barnes uh, signed for Newcastle in the summer from Leicester, had a good season last season at Leicester, despite the fact that they were pretty minging. Um He's a good player. He would be a very welcome addition to that Scotland squad, I think. I agree with you. I don't know how he gets into the starting eleven, but he's certainly somebody you'd have on the bench. I mean, you look at the players we've got on our bench just now, the likes of Lewis Ferguson, who's flying high at Serie A. Um, 
it's, ex it's exciting. I mean, there's somebody who wants to defect from England to play for Scotland. Now, he, was, he wasn't he was included uh, in the provisional, I think it was a 55-man squad that Gareth Southgate yes. chose before the World Cup, and he wasn't in it. So he's obviously quite down the pecking order what, when it what, comes to What England. somebody said on Twitter, quite a few people said actually, is, is, is his agent doing this to alert England and to, to scare them and to maybe... Do England need Harvey Barnes, let's be honest? I don't think they do. No, I don't think they do as well. But see, he's still, he's still a young player. And yeah, he, he's, he might, he's 25. Yeah, and as his special years are still ahead of him. Do you know what I mean? 26, 27, 28 is when you kind of reach your peak in that position as well. I would love him to take up a position in that Scotland squad. It would be unfair on somebody else's place that he would take for the Euros because that would likely happen. Is Stevie Clark? Stevie Clark's a very loyal individual. But he's loyal, but he's also, as we've seen with Shea Adams, as we're hopefully about to see with Elliot Anderson as well. Yeah. Um, he's also open to putting better players in that squad as yeah. well. I mean, I, 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 put it this way, it's exciting times. I do think it's positive when you've got the likes of Ben Doak still to come through as well mm. properly. And even looking at the squad, really the oldest players are Stuart Armstrong, who's 31. Um, you've got Cooper in there, who's similar yeah. age. You've got Kenny McLean, who's yeah. 31 as well. McGregor is, what, 30, 31? Yeah. Um, but again, you know, McGregor will play for a long time. I'm He's sure. got a good three, four years in him. And he, he, even Robertson's 29, 30. But again, Robertson, you still yes. think another couple of major tournaments out of him. The rest of them, you know, they're all really good ages. Either Correct. early 20s, like Gilmore, yeah. or middle 20s. Yeah. Um, or reaching their peak sort of 27, 28. I agree. Over the next couple of years, I think there's a lot to be positive about about this. And I don't think, even though it sounds mental to say because we've won five games out of five, 11 games qualifying one on the spin, which yeah. is mental, um, I still think there's more in that. And you even, you even heard that in interviews, John McGinn saying that they were really disappointed with their first half performance and we're 3-0 up. And then, I, and to be fair to Stevie Clark, he was like, yeah, he was like, there was things in the first half, I just didn't, no, we weren't quite at it. And yet we were 3-0 up. And then he was like, I was much much more pleased with the second half performance when we didn't score, but we were so in control of the game. Like, it was like a training match in the yeah. second half. It really was. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot more to come. Just uh, a few dates for your diary as well. The draw for the Euros, Saturday the 2nd of December at 5pm. There are six groups of four teams, and the group stages run from Friday the 14th of June, although that's the opening game. That will be Germany. Um and I think that take place in uh, Munich all the way through to Wednesday the 26th of June. So that's 13 days if you're uh, thinking of booking it off your work at this uh, moment and, and, and as it stands right now, it's looking very likely that Scotland will be in either pot one or pot two. It, we won't be in pot three. It'll either be one or two. And I think I, I think one more win might just guarantee a, a, a pot one position because as it stands right now, there are only three nations that have got five wins out of five and that's us. France and Portugal. Yeah. The only three nations have got if, a 100% record. If we beat Spain in the next game, which I know is... is, is well, even, 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 still, even... But if we beat Spain, we've won the group. But, e but even if we just lose 1-0 to Spain, does that not also suggest that we could win the group? Is it a head-to-head -head with them? Is How does it work? Is it head-to-head -head or is it goal difference? Head-to-head uh, -head it'll be. Is it head-to-head? -head? So if we lose 1-0, it's 2-1 on aggregate. We'll still yeah. top the group then. Yeah. So... That's a huge game. I don't see Spain dropping any more points to any other nations. I think they'll go to Norway and they'll beat Norway in Norway. As, although some people might think that's a tricky game for them, I think they'll beat them. Yeah. They're a sensation against Georgia there at the weekend. My, my, my biggest worry is, is, is us going to Georgia. It's not Norway at home and it's um, not Spain away. My worry is Georgia away. So I remember under Alex McLeish, remember in that European... Different. Qualifying campaign. I, I know it's, it's different. different. It's I know it's different. different. But we went there knowing that if we were to win that game, even draw the game, we were in pole position to basically knock out a France or an Italy. And we go and got beat. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's, it's different. different. I think we're, we're dealing with a different team. And I think the mentality is totally different. Do we beat Georgia well. away? Uh, I hope so, because I've booked to go. Are you going to the game? Yes. Are you? So uh, that was also on yesterday's agenda. So see, we've got England tomorrow. Yeah. And I think that Norway beat Georgia tomorrow. I really don't see Georgia getting a draw there. So I think it goes to the next round of games. Our next game, is that away at Georgia or Spain? Spain. So I don't think we beat Spain. But a point's enough. I know a point's enough. Say, let's just say for the argument's sake that Spain beat us. 
other results could go our way that night that could qualify us before we play Georgia. Right, so you could be going to Georgia and we're already there and it's just a party. Or we could be going to Georgia and needing something. Needing a point or something. And to, it, it could be the one it. that tips us over the edge. Yeah. So, yeah, like I'm I'm buzzing for it. Are I really you? am. Yeah, because it's something different as well, because, like, you know, you can go to, you can go to Spain anytime. Right? Or France or whatever, yeah. yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah. But you got like, time off from the radio show you go to Georgia? Time off, I booked it off ages ago. I booked it off. Uh, who, who are you going with? Uh, there's about six or seven of us going. Does the bosses know that we're talking about going to Vegas next year? Uh, no, they haven't mentioned that yet. Okay. So, but, but we're trying to get them to pay for it. Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, fair play to you, producer John. You have put through our entire itinerary here um, for anyone who's wanting to go to Germany. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, you need to fly no later than Friday the 14th of June. That There's an Edinburgh to Munich flight via London at 6.25am. Uh, there's a 1 in 23 chance that Scotland will be drawn as A2. Um, so that would be the tournament opener against Germany in Munich uh-huh. on the opening night. Um, there's also, there's hot, I mean, to be fair, out of all the places it could be, it's so easy to get to Germany. You don't even need to fly to Germany. You could fly to Copenhagen and drive down. You yes. could fly to Austria and drive up. You could fly to uh, Holland and drive across. Um, did, we, did we not work this out that the best draw for Scotland would, de- would be to be in Frankfurt? Because well, it's closer the, there's, the there's three loads games. Of them. Look, if you if we got drawn in Group E, it's Frankfurt or Mu, uh, Munich for the first game, and then you've got Frankfurt, Düsseldorf, Düsseldorf, Munich, Cologne, Stuttgart, which is all sort of lay up in the sort of yeah uh, midwest of the country. So, um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be lots of people going over that over the next wee while. By so. the way, according to producer jo- John, the train network is superb in Germany, and if you get tickets for the Euros, for the actual games, I'm sure you get free travel. You do, it costs you nothing. So that's incredible. That's brilliant. So that'd be good. Thank you, Germany. Always very efficient. Fantastic. Absolutely. Right. Uh, Just very quickly, we may as well just speak about here, the game on uh, tomorrow night uh, at Hamden. Uh, I think it will be an interesting test to see where we're at. England weren't great against Ukraine on Saturday. Still got the point, though. Um, But I think that... I think it'll be Stevie Clark will probably play a pretty full strength team, and I would imagine that England will play a pretty full strength team as well. Mm-hmm. Because you know why? Because now Gareth Southgate's under pressure because of that performance at the weekend. Yeah, and England are under pressure because they were poor. And there's always been a lot of England fans that don't want Gareth Southgate in charge. So I think I just that think they'll, they'll go for the win tomorrow. I think they'll put a really strong team. And I'll tell you another thing about this game tomorrow. And I think you're right in what you're saying. It's it's about us putting down the marker. Mm-hmm. as to where we actually are. Now, I know we put down the marker by beating Spain 2-0, but some people might say, oh, that was a fluke or that was a one-off. Well, let's not make it a one-off. Well, we didn't because we went to Norway and we won 2-1. Our next three games are England, Spain, yeah. then France. Yes. So I think that's been deliberately picked so Stevie Clark can be like, well, right, where are we actually at? Because yes. it's all very well beating Cyprus. Yeah. And it's obviously great beating Cyprus 3-0, but it's Cyprus. Yeah. Um, and even Norway, like, you know, and we were a wee bit lucky against Norway, obviously, with the two late goals. But, you know, the Spain game, we thoroughly, thoroughly, they were so comfortable oh, against them. Very comfortable. Spain were poor, but I think that the against England tomorrow night, it will be interesting because I do think you can get England. I think defensively, they're still, I mean, they're still playing Maguire for a start. Um, they're... They, they, I don't know what it is when people become England managers. Sven Goran Eriksson used to do it all the time. Capel did it all the time. And so did Hodgson. Why do they play players out of their positions? Why do they do that? It's like crazy. Like Madison was guff on Saturday. Was left wing. Because he was playing on the left wing. Why are you not playing Madison when he plays for his... Like, and again... He won Player of the Month in the English Premier League. Why? He was playing number 10. Yeah, and, and then you've got... You're, you're, you're away to Ukraine and you're playing with two defensive midfielders. I mean, I, I don't get it. Long live Gareth Southgate. I agree with you. Long, long live Gareth Southgate. Long may he stay the England Just, manager. I, I think it's a great marker for us tomorrow as to where we are and where we are as a nation when it comes to our national team and I would right now if somebody said to me I'll give you a draw I'd take it yep. 
and we get a good performance as well. So yeah, I think so England, I think you're right, defensively not great, but see going forward, they can be quite scary. They've got a lot of Even pace Belling, in there. What's he playing Bellingham there? Like, what's he doing? I know. What is he doing? Uh, but yes, Bellingham is obviously very good, and Kane as well. Um, right, let's move on to a couple other wee bits then. Nick Montgomery has been appointed Hibs manager this morning. Um, so that means John Hughes will be moaning on the radio near you sometime soon, saying it's ridiculous that he didn't get an interview <laughs> because his CV speaks for itself. Uh, but Nick Montgomery joins from Central Coast Mariners, where they won the league, uh, the A League last season, and uh, that's the Ange Postecoglou effect. Do you think that's what he, it is? Yeah, that's a hundred percent what it is. That's why they've gone for Montgomery, no doubt about it. Now he's obviously not Australian. Um, he actually played for Scotland under twenty ones. He played with Sheffield United. Is he not Aussie? Aussie? Career. No, he's not. He moved out there at the end of his career, and then ended up okay. becoming a manager out there. Um, so he is back. And um, good appointment, bad appointment. Just need to wait and see. I have to wait and see. A bit like Ange Postecoglou. I don't know enough about the boy. What, what I do like is it's different. It's not going in the same round. Of, uh, what's that thing? The medical round. The medical round. The same medical round. The same people. It, it's different. It might yeah. be, and you know, it's Hibs, so it might be hilarious. It always, <laughs> it, it often is. Um, but you know, we'll need to wait and see. I yes. think I think he's actually got a pretty decent squad to work with there. To be honest, I agree with you. Also, lots of rumours. Wait, wait. Week. See before you get to because you mentioned Australia. Yes, I need to read this out because I need to to talk about plastic pitches again. Oh God! Why? Look at the way you dropped your head there. I know. Just uh, get on with it. Just speak. Just go. Just speak. Right. First of all, did you see the Camelon pitch at the weekend? Yeah, it was really nice. Right. Well done, it was grass. Yeah, well done. Beautiful, yeah. wasn't it? Great, yeah. Right. I've got something else to talk about. Right. Not just the Camelon pitch and how good it was. And it's got a 4.3 out of 5 rating, that Camelon pitch. If they can do it, why can't Livingston and Kilmarnock? Anyway, I'm not going there. Right, cool. But what I will say is this, and, I'm, and I'll show you it there. There's a tweet right there. I'm going to read it out. The Australian manager, Graham Arnold has made his thoughts on playing on plastic pitches at the stadium, the AT&T Stadium. And I'm quoting him. It's a completely different to what the players are used to. They're used to playing on grass, long grass, softer grass. They will struggle to probably walk for five days after playing on this horrendous pitch. That is an international football manager who is complaining and thinks there's no place for that in top flight football. So I'm just adding that to the list of people that hate plastic pitches. If Camelin can do it, Kilmarnock and Livingston, get your ass in gear, get your finger out, and get a proper grass pitch. We're talking about the top flight of Scottish football here. With your two pitches, it's an embarrassment. Just wanted to add that. That's all. It's there in black and white. Yeah, that's Graham Arnold, the... Um, Australian Austra manager. Australian manager. Australian manager, who thinks it's an absolute yeah. joke the, um, that they use plastic pitches. Graham Arnold, of course, who um, we always speak of very highly on this show, and we regard his opinion. <laughs> I, didn't uh, even, uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't even know who the Australian manager was until I saw that. Okay, all sorts of rumours that Michael Beale is going gone. to be gone from Rangers. And this all stemmed from the fact that he changed these bios on his Instagram and his Twitter and stuff like that as well to basically not mention Rangers. Um, there's also chats that Graham Potter has been approached as well. Who's phoning you? Somebody for London. Oh, don't answer it then. Is that a scam call, maybe? I don't, right, I well, don't answer it and find out. Let's see. Hello? Yeah. Is that you in? Yeah, who's that? It's Hannah. Hannah, I'm on a podcast just now and you're on the podcast with me. Oh, am I? Yes. Great. Say hello to Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Yeah, hi, Hannah. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Han Hannah's Good. PR in London for, like, big stars. <laughs> right, okay. So she's phoning me about interviewing I a big star. You. Right. So, yeah. so, so who is call it? Me back. Yeah, I'll call you back in two minutes. Well, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Don't say that to me when you're not going to do it. Not, Come on, you and. Okay, uh, maybe just after midday as I get in the car and I drive home, I'll give you a call. Okay, all right. Love you, Hannah. Bye, Hannah. Love you. Bye, bye. 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 <laughs> Very odd. Um, so, anyway, Michael Beale, is he going to last much longer at Rangers? Big match against St Johnson this coming week. If they lose that, he's definitely out. Or if they don't win. Or has he gone already? I I'm trying to figure this one out. Yeah. I was on the uh, the website Follow Follow. Of course you were, because you've got a username. What, what's your username again? I don't have a username. You, have to, you can go into it for ja free. Jambo Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> if 
there's anyone called Jambo Bear on Follow Follow, we know who it is. It's not, it's, it's free. You don't have to sign out. You can just click on to Follow ah, right, Follow okay, and right. see what the fans are thinking. So, what are the fans thinking? So, obviously, the fans want him gone. Yes. 100% they want him gone. The majority do. And you go into Follow Follow to see if there's any truth to these rumours about Michael Beale because somebody will have seen him somewhere and will have spotted something. Apparently, he was in Sterling at the weekend. Somebody saw him in Sterling. Right. And, uh, well, that's not unusual because he presumably lives in Scotland. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. But th- Sterling's got a nice castle. Yeah, it's, it's, got, it's got a lovely castle, yes, yeah. but he, he, he was in Sterling. This, can, is, can, this can, is like the worst episode of Columbo that I've, <laughs> ever, that I've ever come across in my John, time. John, go on, go on to Instagram for me and go and have right. a look at the picture on that park and see if it says on his Instagram where he actually is. I don't know if it's on his is it on his Instagram. It was I saw it as well. Right, it was so on his Instagram. A picture yeah. of him at the park. Right? Yeah, just, yeah. just, just got Michael Beale. Yeah, and Michael when was it? When was it posted? I think it was posted after he'd been to Sterling. But where? But was was he still in Sterling with that picture, or did he move to England because right, he's been okay. fired as a Rangers manager? Right. Well, I think we would have heard by now if he'd been sacked. Well, we would no, have heard by no now. because apparently they're they're they've not announced it yet because they're still um, trying to do some sort of. Um, Compensation thing. That's right. the rumours. Surely it's about. fairly straightforward. I, it's not. The picture's not on his Instagram anymore. It must have been on his story, and it must I, have expired. Just, it must have expired now. Uh, but there is a picture well, that's just went up with the England players training at the Rangers ground, which was posted by him 21 hours ago of the English players so obviously was, training at Rangers uh, ground. So he go. was. Um, he was at. Was it his picture? Was it his picture or her? As he screen grabbed it. Uh, it looks like I don't know it looks no he's reposted it from the England account oh okay so, then yeah. well, so he wasn't there he yeah. wasn't at the training ground then so he's still probably well, in Sterling or in the there park there is another in his Instagram as we're on our Columbo in search of Michael Beale there's people on horses on his Instagram at the moment looks right. I don't know where what the horses hor- are John, John. hold on let's zoom in where is that horse <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I mean Columbo didn't have this <laughs> going on did he um, Col- Col- no Colombo came in at the end and just went there's, there's that, one more question and I then... think that looks like a Scottish horse right okay um, so I think he could still be in Scotland hold on and there's another small ch- child on the horse oh the small child's wearing the same clothes she was yesterday so that could be the fact that, hold on I'm looking further into the horses here that looks like Scotland I'm going to be honest with you and looking okay. like the weather was yesterday in Scotland uh-huh. the horses look like they are in looking Scotland looking like the the weather was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, because I could t- but was, the weather's lovely yesterday. I could tell by the clouds. I, it, was a bit, it was a bit overcast, and the, the Aye, weather here is exactly. overcast. It was warm and humid, but it was cloudy. And it looks like Scottish trees. Aye. And the horses look Scottish. There you go. Say, I think so he's still in Scotland. Still, I, so think, I, I don't yeah. think he's been fired, right? I, th- I still think that's just a rumour because he changed his bio and all that stuff. Was there any evidence to suggest he had changed his bio? Did anyone have a screen grab of what his bio was like before it was meant to have been changed? I don't believe any of this. I still think he's the Rangers manager. But what I do believe, and again, I got this from Follow Follow, mm-hmm. is that apparently Rangers have sounded out two people. One is Kevin Muscat, and the other one is Graham Potter, the former Brighton and Chelsea manager. So again, my source is on Follow Follow. That's what they're suggesting. Okay, well, we need to wait and see what and happens. And can I also just put on record, I'm also on Jambo's Kickback, I'm on Hibs.net, I'm also on Celtic Minded, etc., etc., etc. So I'm on all the message boards. I'm even on your daft one at Dunfermline, where there's like three people argue amongst themselves. So yeah, I'm on loads of... And what we can conclude for that is uh, Ewan Cameron has absolutely no life whatsoever. So I can confirm the play park he was at, hot news coming off the press... Judging by the picture of the football ground, that is Kings Park in Stirling. So I think the small child was on a swing in Kings Park. Further news on the Michael Beale case, he was playing his child, Young Hearts Run Free by Candy Statton and educating them in music. There we okay, go. well, yeah. there, there we go. Uh, John, you're meant to be the producer of this show and keep a hoddy things, and uh, you failed on that today, I'm afraid. After so that. Michael Beale likes Candy Statton and Young Hearts Run Free? Apparently so. He'll love Greatest Hits Radio. He, pro- <laughs> he, he, he probably will. He probably will. Anyway. Uh, right, so we'll see what happens over the course of he's the in a, He's still on a job, though. Would you Would you suggest that he's still on a job as well? He's, he's still the Rangers manager. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you don't no, need I've, to do I've not heard otherwise, yeah, and exactly. I'm not trolling forum, forums like a 14-year-old. Um, so... <laughs>
Let's I tell you what, Bruce John, let's put something in the bin. That's all this is uh, put me in the mood for putting something in the bin. So here we go. The big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Okay. Every week on the show we bring out the Scottish football bin. And throw more rubbish from the world of football into it. Yes, it's piling up. So far, we have plastic pitches. We've got the question, who do you really support? We've got stadium burgers. We've got double bookings. In fact, everything has gone in so far. But will Yoon's nomination of a player not celebrating in front of a former team? Yeah. Will that go in the bin? Has to go in the bin. I think this will be close, though. Okay. Can we have a drum roll, please? Producer John. Today would be good, mate. Oh, Anytime you like, you like. Oh, There we go right. Building the tension That's all he was doing there okay. The results are in They've been counted And verified mm-hmm. With 54% oh. of the vote So it was tight oh. Players not celebrating Is going in the bin Yes bin. Well done that's the closest vote we've had. It is. Oof. I'm surprised that so many fans like when former players don't celebrate a goal. It's respectful. That's what they'll be like. But it's like the most exciting thing you can possibly do in football. That's what it's about. And see the fans that you're playing for. Mm-hmm. They must look at you and go, who are you not to celebrate a goal playing for us? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Totally. I kind of probably get it the other way around as well, but hey-ho. And it's in the Scottish football bin. It is in the Scottish football bin. So that means everything so far up to this point has gone into the bin. And as I said last week, you and I, whether people like it or not... We're in touch. We're in touch. We have our finger on the pulse when it comes to things that people don't like in Scottish football because everything has gone into the bin that we've nominated. So, what are we doing today? Is it your turn or my turn? It's my turn. It's your turn. And I have a nomination for today. Go on. I've got a good one for next week. I'm going to nominate for the Scotch football bin lunchtime kickoffs. <sighs> That's good. I get 100% vote. Lunchtime kickoffs 100% vote. are the scourge. <laughs> what? Football was not meant to be played at half past 12, no. at quarter past 12, no. or at 12 o'clock. No. Football was meant to be played either at night time, yeah. at the very minimum tea time, like five o'clock, something like that. But obviously, ideally, at three o'clock. Now, I get that they're obviously moving things for TV and stuff Correct. like that. But take that, take that out of it. It's a rubbish time. You'd be lunchtime kickoffs are a rubbish, rubbish invention, mm-hmm. and they should go in the Scottish football bin. That's going to be the highest win for okay. the Scottish football well, bin. You need to get us on Twitter. It's at Big Football Scott. You can vote there, and we will bring you the results next week. Here's another thing I don't like when it comes to kickoff times. I'm not a fan of the eight o'clock kickoff. I like seven thirty. Really? I like a seven thirty kickoff because the game finishes at half nine instead of ten. And that means you can get post match analysis and then everyone's wrapped up for the news at ten o'clock. I all that. So I like a half seven kickoff. I do like a three o'clock kickoff, the traditional kickoff. I'm not that fussed about a half five kickoff. I quite like a half five kickoff. I like a half five kickoff. Because I can have my tea while watching the football. Exactly. It's all about convenience. Yeah. And lunchtime kickoffs oh, are rubbish kickoffs. Especially on a Sunday. And especially you for the, See on a and, Sunday. And, and, and by the way, more importantly, especially for the fans. Oh. It, like if you're travelling to, to Glasgow to Ross County or Ross County down to Glasgow or wherever it might be, that's just not they don't give a shit about the fans. So lunchtime kickoffs, I think, should yeah. be put in the Scottish football bin. But it's 100%. not up to me, it's not up to you, it's up to everyone else. At Big Football Scott. Uh, do you want to phone Jose Catongo? Um, well, he was playing the Masters at the weekend. He, he was he was playing the Masters. Do you know Des Roach, the referee that we sometimes speak to on the show? He was refereeing. Oh, was he at the Masters at the weekend? And I said to Did Des, they give a foul to the carpet. It kept on getting like, filled up. Yeah. I said to Des, go and get tell when you see jo- jo- Josie, go and send them my love. So he was playing for Hearts for the Masters yeah. football. So. Let's see if we can get him on the phone. Yeah. Have we got what, him, what, what producer we, John? What, what we call in the segment again? Jose Coltongo. Jose Coltongo. Um, also, Mark Wilson was playing from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. He looked knackered in the group picture at the it's end. Styling, of it. It's styling, it's styling. It's styling, right, okay, that's fine. Um, and Rob... Jose Coltongo, it's you and Cameron here, my friend. How are you? Well, thank you. You and I, you doing, my man? Not too bad. Uh, just a quick call today. How shit were you on Saturday? Oh, man, you and I swear 
tired Saturday. The, the trainers were so big. So the time, man, when I'm playing, man. Oh. Jose, why did you buy shit trainers to play in a football tournament? That was a bad idea. Somebody give it to me, man. Okay, too big, man. Yeah. Light yeah. like a... And and you know what you you's, you's beat Rangers in the final game, Jose. Um, so that was a good result for you. But you's you's went out the tournament far too early. You had a decent team. Yeah, but the other teams, you, yeah, you have we have. But problem is, well, you and we just have one sub. All oh, right, you oh, only had right. one sub, so you'd have been knackered. But you're fit. You're fit as a fiddle. But the problem, yeah, I can be fit, but much fit, different man. I mm. swear to God. I've been seeing stars around, man. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I see stars, man. <laughs> no, but in places were so hot. Yeah. yeah. And what about the carpet as well? The surface? Carpet's terrible, man. I just feel that you can kill yourself there, man. Mm-hmm. Kill yourself. No, but by the way, there, I, there was one point, I think it was Ivan Sproul from Hibs. And he ran, and honestly, he just ripped up the carpet because he, his foot got stuck in it. And I was like, he'd have gone like, he'd have just headed into the floor, and that'd have been him. Did you slight tackle at all, Jose? No, I'm not a tackle, man. I'm a lover, man. I'm, <laughs> I'm not he's a tackler. He's a lover, I'm not a tackler. Did you enjoy it, though, Jose? It's amazing. Amazing, you know, just experience, but only problem, so hot. In a, uh, you know, so, so hot. Yeah, yeah. Were, I, you, were you sweating your balls off, I? I'm never sweating, man, but last Saturday, Saturday night, like a cat, sweat like a cat, man. <laughs> you sweat like a cat? What, what does the, a cat sweat like? The cat sweat? I don't know if cats sweat. We'll no, need to research no, that. I just say that. How, was the, know, um, how was the party on Saturday night, though? Did you have a few drinks afterwards? Never drink, man, never. Oh, no, I oh, know. Did, oh, did you go to the party afterwards? No, no, I just straight home. You know, one more thing. One guy put it, see my interview in the tele. He put in the, what's his name, Twitter, Jose. He's, his mind, man. It, so people think, think I'm take drugs, eh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you don't? I never drink, never smoke. I never take, none, not even tablet. No. <laughs> So, so you, you want to say He's... to that person on Twitter today that Jose Katongo does not take drugs? But you know people. People just say, you know, maybe they banter all that stuff. Yeah, but I'm not minding because I'm. No, I am never. Yeah, no, exactly. Jose Katonga, I've known you for a long, long time, my friend, and I know you're teetotal, and I know you've never taken drugs in your life. Yeah, you're just, you're, you're just cool, relaxed, and you're you're you, a, you're a follower of fashion. You are Holland and Barrett's number one customer, aren't you? Stu, I'm always there. <laughs> exactly right, Jose. We'll let you go. All right. Thanks very much for being on the podcast, mate. Thank you. Thank Love you, you Jose. Bye, Jose. Bye, bye, bye. There we go. Oh, I love Jose. He's Oz, nice honestly. Guy. Have you ever met him? Uh, yes, I think maybe once. Years he, ago, he is one of the nicest guys in football you could ever meet. And yeah, there's a lot of nice people, but he's so down to earth, chilled, relaxed, and he's such a wind up merchant. Totally. He tells stories and he, he reels you in and you think they're true and they're not. He just loves the joke. He loves to have a laugh. And yeah, he's one of the nicest so. people you could ever meet. I love him dearly. One day we will get him in. We will get him in one day. We'll, 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 get him we'll have him sat but... there beside us. Exactly. Um, it'll, it'll be a good day. And it'll be a two-hour podcast because you can't shut him up. Exactly. But in the meantime, I, I quite like our sort of Monday phone calls. I do as well. Jose it, it's, it's sweet, isn't it? Hope you're joining them as well. By yeah. the way, you can always give us feedback, as you know, on our YouTube outlet um just follow clyde one ssb just search that at the top and then we are on the video section there but subscribe so that means get that the bell the ding-a-ling bell you, you thing. get the ding-a-ling bell thing and you can leave your comments below and there's every chance that i'll read them out next week if they're funny good um, bad or indifferent we don't exactly care. I've, i read out some bad comments yeah somebody said we were crap it was a crap show aye um, but and sometimes it could be and, so, and, and, you, ma- and many many times you, you can't always be brilliant let's move on to question time we have a big question that we are going to put <laughs> to the Scottish footballing public so my best David Dimblebay impression it's a new part of the show we want you to be involved it is called question time and this week we are going to pose a very very simple question to you 
I mean, this just reminds me of, like, oh, I need to go to my bed on a Thursday night and question time's on live from Doncaster or some other dump, like, down south or something like that. So anyway, we've got one question for you, and it's a simple one. It's a divisive issue in the world of football, but this is the question. Are you a FIFA person or a pro-evil person? Oh, great question. I love that question. FIFA or pro-evil? FIFA or Pro Evo? It's as simple as that. At Big Football Scott, we'll stick it up there. You can you can either vote, you can comment. I would love you to comment and give your reasons why. Maybe yeah. you're a FIFA person. Your memories. To, yeah, exactly. as a kid playing it for the first time. Exactly. Some you know, like I, I I'm, I'm going to set out my stall here. I was always always a Pro Evo person. To begin always. with, I was pre pre Pro Evo that Kyogo. Um, so. <laughs> I, I remember playing FIFA uh, Road to France Road to the World Cup France 1998 I remember playing amazing that Amazing game But then Pro Evo was just better In every aspect It was a better game And the only thing And I was talking to a few people In the office about this That annoyed them Was obviously the fake names When it was like London Blue for Chelsea But they, would, like they allowed that. you to edit it You could yes. edit the names And put but them to who can, who can be asked for that yeah. Well, well, you did when you were younger. You wanted to make it look like the real teams. For me, Pro Evo was the pinnacle. It was great. I remember losing days and days and days of my life playing Pro Evo. It was so good. But FIFA... FIFA was always over, the but, shiny one. Yeah, the shiny one. But the, the, the true gamer, the true football gamer, would go for Pro Evo. Pre... Pro, pro Evo. Pro Evo. Yes, yes exactly. Kiegel. Kiogo. Yeah, Ki, uh, Kiogo. So, but I, what I would say now is I am still a gamer. I'm a big gamer. And I literally cannot remember the last time I played that game. Pro Evo. That one. I've not played it in over 10, 12 years, I think. Um, I think that I really got into FIFA when it was FIFA 13. 15, 12 possibly when it really took over with their licensing their graphics the gameplay it just swept Pro Evo um, aside and I have played FIFA ever since and I've played Ultimate Team I've done it all I've done career mode everything so apparently um, apparently it's now called eFootball it's called EA EAFC no 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 Aye, that's FIFA. Aye, FIFA. But Pro Evo is now called. Uh, but do you know how? Do you know how, eFootball. Yeah, and do you know? But do you know what they've done? You now can play it for free because nobody was buying it because FIFA have just taken over the market. See, that's sad. That makes me sad. You can play. It for but free let's now. see what the well, what, what you think exactly? What you think? Because I, I, I did love Pro Pro Evo. That one, I did love it as um as do a you, young man. Do you have man. a problem with pronouncing sort of like? S- certain particular um, v- v- vowels, vowels and um, pronunciations. Yes, like, but and it's just weird because you you can't say Kyogo properly. No. He's from Japan. I can't say that Manchester Pro-Evo. band. Yes, Oasis. I can't say that either. Um, it's so it's, it's an old thing. Isn't it's it? an old thing. Pro Evo. It's, it's it's an old thing. Yeah, it okay. must be right. Okay, well that's interesting. At Big Football Scott, you can get involved there and let us know your reasonings why. If you're a FIFA person or a Pro Evo person, and, and uh, why we'll have another big question this week. By the way, the big question won't always be something like this. No, no it no. might be something to do with what's just happened at the weekend yeah. or something like that, or it might be uh, something as trivial as that. So there we are. Um, Pro Evo or FIFA? Can I ask producer John what were you, mate? I was a Pro Evo guy. Ah. I remember losing hours to making Ultimate Falkirk team on Pro Evo. It was amazing. So you're a sad git then as well? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, right, let's um, let's move on to our quiz, shall we? This what is, quiz? This oh, is, the quiz! Oh, I forgot about this. I this love is this. fast becoming a highlight for everybody who listens to this podcast. Yeah. And uh, for me in particular, because I'm leading 4-1 so far this season... It's like a penalty shootout. We get five questions each. Yeah. And then we take it in turns and we also have the chance to go for a top bin question, which actually a couple of, like, we haven't actually done one of them for a couple of weeks. No, it's um, risky. It is risky. So we need to, um, we need to flip the coin. Uh, see while well, see well, you're getting that coin. I would just like to say something to producer John right now. Yes, you. Right. So you're the quiz master. Yes. You put together all these questions, uh-huh. right? Mm-hmm. 
I have a complaint to make oh, about the quiz. And the, the, the now, this doesn't happen on Millionaire. They don't right. go to okay. Chris Tarrant. Hey, sorry, Chris, I've got an issue with the questions. Right. Can, can, oh, hi, Roy Walker. Right. I don't like what Mr. Chips is doing today. Okay. I mean, this you don't talk back to the quiz master. But go ahead. I would like to make a request, mm-hmm. right? And it's, the request is this. Can we please add some questions about, for example, in this year, in 1986... Scotland went to Mexico. Who was our first game against? Do you think I, I've here? made them too young for Stephen? Is that what you're trying to say? No, but it, like, these questions about who's the manager at Air United, all fair and good, but let's have some classic questions. When Aberdeen right. won the, the, the So the you European... want me to play into your wheelhouse, you is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. This is like Chris Tucker. No, it's it's not like, uh, by the way, go to the 90s, go to the 80s, go to the 76s, talk about the World Cup in 78, 74, talk about European Championship. Who won the Scottish Cup in 1982? When they won by three goals, stuff like that. All stuff this- that you know the answer to you, and no, that is basically what you're asking. Yeah, no, <laughs> no, what you're it's stuff you know the answer it's to. It's not because it's right. just boring the same pitch every week. Right, here we go. Uh, you're calling it, Ewan. Heads or tails? Tails. It's heads. Oh, shit. So I am going to go second. Oh. Because I like putting the pressure on you. Oh, so that's interesting. You- okay, let's right, do that. Here we go. Well, Ewan, you might have just got your wish because as Scotland are playing England this week, I have made all the questions about Scotland versus England. Does that work for you? I've got a chance. Ooh. I've got a chance. Right, okay then, Ewan. So you're going first, are you? Yes, I am. Right, okay. So we'll start off nice and easy, Ewan. What was the last score when Scotland played England? <laughs> What was the score the last time the two teams met? It was either 3-2 or 2-2. It's either 3-2 or 2-2. It's either Hamden or Wembley. Kenny Miller scored at Wembley. I think we went 2-1 up in that game. There was a header just before half-time when... Was it Maguire that scored? No clues, please, John. No clues, please. Absolutely not. It's either Hamden or Wembley. Hamden or Wembley. I mean, it usually is. Not... I'm talking about the two games I've just mentioned, the 2-2 game in that qualifier when mm. McGriffith scores those two free kicks. McGriffiths. And then Armstrong makes that mistake. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, come on then. It's a nice, easy one to start with. On you go. Nice and easy. I'm going to go... What was the question again? What was the score the last time the sides met? I'm going to go England 3, Scotland 2, Wembley. You're such an idiot. And Marshall has saved! Was it a 2-2 game? No. no. We've played them at Euro 2020 and we drew 0-0 at Wembley. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stephen! I, I didn't even have that in Oh, there. my goodness. A nice easy one to start there as well. I you mean, and... I was like, Jesus Christ. Right, here we go. Right, Stephen, who was the last Scotland player to score in a win over England? That would be Don Hutchison. Famous win at Wembley, the big head of Crossed the in from Neil McCann. It was yeah. indeed. There we go. Ewan! Yeah. By the way, see that game, the Christian Daly header. Yeah, David at the Seaman, end. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. go on. Okay. Ewan. Yeah. And what year was the first Scotland versus England match? Well, it's 150 years, isn't it? But that was that not last year? Nine no, not nineteen. <laughs> Do the maths, Ewan. 18... 2... 3... 2... 3... 2... 3... 2... 3... 2... 3... 2... 3... Taking a deep breath. <laughs> See, I've got 18... 7. I don't know whether they put a 2 or a 3 there. I am going to go... Is this a top bin question? No. no. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go... You know, do you? You know, don't you? The first Scotland-England game... 72. <laughs> of course, it was the 150th anniversary last year when they announced the fixture. I thought yeah, that might be a wee trick one for you there. But well done. Thank you. One, one. Well done. Oh, okay. Well done. Right, Stephen, where was the first game held? It was in 1872, but where was the game played? Oh, I know that. 
how specific do you want here? Oh, you're going for the right, okay. Well, because it was in Glasgow, but if you want yeah. more specific, uh, yeah, I would, I would like more specific. Than oh, that. yeah, what name of the ground? Yeah, do you mean the name of the ground? It was at Partick, and no, no it wasn't. It, it was, was at Partick. It was at Partick. Was it like Flushing Meadows or what? what? Flushing Meadows. They played tennis at Flushing no, was it Meadows. Meadows. No, no. I, I, John. My answer is it was played in no, Partick. No, 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 no. Before you, before you make a judgment on this, I want the name of the stadium. What do you mean the name of the stadium or the ground? Just because you named an area in Glasgow, I'm not. That's that shouldn't be accepted. Was it a Partick cricket ground? <sighs> Should I give you this? I think I'm going to give you. It. I think I'm going to give you because you've been quite specific of where yeah. it was. It was West of Scotland cricket ground. It was at. I knew it was a cricket ground. Yeah. And it was in Partick. Yeah, it was in Partick. So yeah. that's the only cricket ground in Partick. So yes. I'll, I'll let you off for that one, Stephen. Oh, you let me off. That's an incredibly amazing answer from me. You in two one? He would never have got that. What was the score in the first game? See, when I say go back in history <laughs> with some of your questions, we're now going... I didn't mean 1872. Does Scotland... I think Scotland won that, didn't they? 2-1. You going for 2-1? Shut up! Stop putting... <sighs> I'm pretty sure Scotland won it. See, if the next question is who scored, John, I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 Scotland. 2-1 Scotland. I don't actually know. It was, a, was it 0-0? It was 0-0. Yeah. Stephen! Yeah. What is it, 2-1 still? Yeah. 2-1 Stephen, yeah. I've got all my questions right so far. Uh-huh. Name one of the scorers when Scotland became the world champions in 1967. Oh, God almighty. Who were one of the scorers in that game? Stanley Baxter up the wing, Danny's thing. Stanley Baxter. Stanley Baxter. Stanley Baxter. Stanley Baxter. These questions. Do you know what I said? I was to age these questions. It doesn't seem to be helping you much. Stanley Baxter. He didn't even go back. He'd have changed allegiance just for that game. Now, what was the boys doing to keep you up with doing the wing? Jim Baxter. Jim Baxter. Stanley Baxter. Right. Obviously, this is well before my time. Oh, it's so long. Yeah, you should know this. Champions, man. You should know this. I would go. For Dennis Law. By the way, that was that was an educated guess that I took there. So, I, I genuinely don't know the score. So, so he's three one up. Yeah. I, yeah, I need to go for top bin here. Are you going top bin? I'm going top bin. Yeah, please. Oh. Mate. So this is this is worth double the points. Great. To go three three. I'm going to make this this a tough one, you and so I'm going to give you two either way. Okay. Two either way. I'm going to give you two That's either way. That's his decision. You can't question the No, I'm going to give you two either way because it is a really tough one. In the fixture, how many games have Scotland won? 115 times we've played. How many times have Scotland won? You're only giving me two either I'll side of the answer. Either, I'll give you two At least give me side. five. No! So we've played England 115 times yes. in our history... And you want to know how many times Scotland have beat them? Yeah. I think England have got more wins. So if England have won, if I, if I think England have won something like 60-something... Nah, I think... Oh, They've won over 50% of the matches. I can't believe I'm helping you here. That's but, what I just said that. But there's no, there's no way that England have won 60 out of 115. Oh, including draws there. I keep forgetting there's a draw in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, shut up, Stephen. Honestly, you don't even know the answer to this. No, I don't. I'm trying to help you, though. I don't I'm, need your help. I'm, I'm trying to... Because all you're doing is putting doubt in my head and you're confusing me. Right. So 115 times... Shut up. I'm going to go... And am I getting two either side of it? I'll give you two either side, yeah. I'm going to go 32. 32? Yeah. Final answer? Final answer. And Marshall is safe! Yes! Yep. Sorry, Ewan. It was 41. England have won 48, and there's been 26 draws in the fixture. We've won now, haven't we? Oh, have won! Yeah, yeah again. You've won, yeah. 5-1. There it is. And I didn't even have to do anything. I'm like Scotland tomorrow night. Didn't have to do anything to qualify. Just relying on other people fucking it up. And luckily, I've got you and Cameron to do that on a weekly basis for me. So thank you very much, Ewan, for getting that question wrong. 
And uh, yeah, I mean, I got three from three. I didn't get any wrong there, to be honest with you. Uh, you got another two ones wrong. Why so many that. questions about a century before I was even born? You wanted old questions. Yeah, but no, like the century before I was born. Every ah, question, it was, it was laziness from John. It wasn't it laziness. It was not laziness. Great questions from just John. Wait okay, to, right. Just went on to Wikipedia and typed in Scotland, England, 1872. No, it was not. There was a 150 been, years since getting, the anniversary. It's been all over the newspapers. It's been all over the place. Right. Do you know what? Oh, oh, your bags, 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 bags. See, bags. last week on Twitter, I got a lot of abuse for that bag that I pulled out to pack up and leave this place because you're annoying me. Well, I've got the bag and I, I don't mean, give a shit. What anyone thinks about my bag, it's the best bag. <laughs> Hold up your bag. It's the best bag. It's the best bag. It's the best bag. It's the best bag. Look at all the pockets and the zips. Look at the zips. Look at the everything bags. there. I've got secret compartments. Should I see what I've got in my secret compartments? Well, no. Secret I've, compartment. got, I've got a, 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 a fragrance. There you go. Oh, I've, nice got, I've got an iPad on here. I've got my sunglasses in here as well. Hit the music, everything. John. Hit the music. Here we go. This has been the Big Scottish Football Podcast. That has been Ewan's bag. Thank you very much for listening <laughs> and watching on YouTube as well. Uh, you can search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Give us a like there as well. Leave your comments or you can head to youtube.com forward slash Clyde1SSB. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider and on YouTube so it drops straight into your inbox and you get a wee notification. Give us a big fat juicy five stars as well. We'll be back next week when club football will return. And will Michael Beale still be in charge of Rangers? Columbo across there will be on Instagram and follow, follow throughout the week. <laughs> and of course, get online to Abig Football, Scott, if you want to vote for what we're putting in Scottish football for the bin. And also, Pro Evo or FIFA. Cheery bye. <laughs>